Welcome to the Toronto Business Insights Podcast. I'm Blair McCready, the managing partner of Dentons Toronto. And on this podcast, we discuss topics and trends to help in-house counsel and business leaders to grow, protect, operate, and finance their businesses in Toronto and beyond. So Canada has long been considered a key player in the global insurance market. But you know, the increased globalization in the industry has been mirrored by some growing challenges faced by Canadian insurers. So in addition to the consolidation and increased M&A activity in the Canadian market, we're also seeing some heightened insurance regulatory and oversight activity by the provinces, territories, and the federal government. So there's lots of disruption happening in the Canadian insurance market. And that's why I'm pleased to be joined by our partner and the head of our national corporate and regulatory insurance practice, Lori Lapalme, as well as our Toronto litigation partner, Arthur Hamilton, to get their insight on what might be on the horizon for Canada's insurance sector in 2021. So let's jump in. So Lori, we're seeing a lot of M&A activity in the sector, uh, including the recent Intact and Royal and Sun Alliance merger. So what are you seeing as the opportunities for growth and consolidation at the insurer level and in the distribution space? We have seen quite a bit of M&A activity, as you said, with the Intact and RSA uh, merger, but there is also other activity that we're seeing with the insurer and distribution space. We have uh, seen most of the activity in the distribution space with respect to MGAs, managing general agents, and intermediaries, broker intermediaries, uh, moving into the Canadian uh, space, either through large consolidations like the one that's on in, in place right now with respect to uh, the Willis Aon proposed transaction, as well as uh, regional brokers moving east to west or west to east, and as well as uh, current larger or mid-sized brokers making targeted acquisitions. So with, with all of this increased M&A activity going on, um, I understand that we're also seeing the regulators taking a more active approach as well in the, uh, in the space. So, so what should insurance companies and insure techs look out for this year in terms of regulation? So insurance companies per se, uh, the one thing that the insurance companies and the federal insurance regulator is looking at of course, is always solvency and the solvency of the of the, the large insurers in Canada. And they want to make sure that there's sufficient capital in Canada to withstand the increased in uh, catastrophic risks that arise through wildfires, floods, uh, hail and windstorm, ice storms, things of that nature. So you're going to see there is some new guidance that is being put forward uh, requiring companies to look at their limit sizes and to look at their largest risks to see if there is sufficient capital in Canada. Uh, to to accommodate and to provide for and to ensure that the policyholders uh, get the recovery that from the insurance that they purchased. So though the climate risk is very topical, OSFI has put out a white paper on climate risk. They they are looking at how insurance companies are creating new models, how the actuaries are making assumptions, and what is the industry looking at either in terms of 
public-private partnerships or government-only um, solutions to deal with the heightened increase of climate risk. And when we think of climate risks, we see the increase in frequency and um, uh, and and of of windstorms like tornadoes hitting or or droughts that cause the big wildfires or the the rainstorms or the severe weather impacts that can happen the other big thing that's keeping the regulators up at night is the cybersecurity regulations and canada is um, moving towards uh, a more gdpr kind of pr privacy regulation that'll be coming in and so the, the the regulators are looking at that and they're trying to assess how are companies managing their cybersecurity. And you'll see a lot more of that kind of regulation. And the third area that we see a lot of um, discussion and, and action actually is on market conduct. Uh, consumer protection and treating customers fairly is top of mind for the regulators. And they want to make sure that that is also top of mind of all the insurance players, whether you're a broker in the distribution chain or the channel all the way up through the reinsurer and the primary insurer that everybody is acting in a manner that always keeps the customer top of mind and treating and so that the customers understand these sophisticated insurance products that they're purchasing. So other than market consolidation, Lori, are there any other factors that are impacting insurance companies and their product offering? Well, there are two things that we can see happening in the Canadian insurance market is that it's still growing. It's highly fragmented, but it is still a very attractive place uh, to do business. And partly that's because of the maturity of the market and the sophistication of the purchasers, but also because of the stability of our very um, knowledgeable regulator. So we'll see, we do see new entrants every year coming into Canada. The other thing that we do see is uh, the insurance companies and the distribution uh, market, the intermediaries are adapting to technology. You are seeing more companies offering digital platforms to purchase insurance, uh, insurance products. And they are also adapting by creating brand new products, usage-based products and products that, um, that are, for example, autonomous vehicles or ride sharing models or things of that nature, the insurance industry is having to adapt to the changes that are occurring in the industry. So I think those are the kinds of things that are happening in the Canadian insurance market that, you know, show the flexibility and the adaptability of the, of the Canadian insurance market. Okay. So, so Arthur, let's, let's get your take here on this. So, um, with what Lori just said around sort of the increasing oversight and sort of focus on market conduct and consumer protection, what sort of trends are you seeing as a, as a litigator in the space? Right now, and I think it's as you said in your introduction, Blair, the biggest change that, that I've personally experienced is that resolutions now need to be had in real time. Uh, Kicking something down the road for a couple of years uh, just is not the current situation. People want resolutions today. And if, if you're an institutional client, 
uh, an insurance company, a, an intermediary, a broker, um, there's a number of factors that are working against you as you have to come up with a real-time resolution or solution. You know, the, the first thing that we're seeing is that in a lot of cases, even the fact-finding element of, of this resolution process is getting impaired. So many times now you're told that the person that's got all the information no longer works at the company or is on a short or longer term disability leave and you don't have access to them. And there's other reasons, imperfect storage of documents, electronic or otherwise. Um, so all of that is a, is a real challenge. Uh, and of course, now today we have social media that brings an urgency to everything. And not only is social media bringing an urgency to things, but in a class action setting, social media is effectively leveling the playing field. The sophistication of the class who may be moving against your institutional client is instantly available throughout that class. Everyone has the same knowledge. Everyone has the same information. And in some cases, disinformation and fighting back against that um, is particularly challenging. And then you've got the situation where in, in many cases, things that five or six years ago would have been a minor consideration for your institutional client have now become the paramount concern. One great example of this is the prevalence now of consumer protection considerations and, and the reputational harm that consumer protection type issues can bring uh, against your client. So people want it faster, they want it more correct, and they want it as the optimal resolution but you've got so many things in the marketplace working against the client that when you're giving counsel to these clients, you just, you can't afford not to pay attention to every detail, no matter how insignificant someone may think one or more of those details are. And good counsel work today includes having the judgment to be able to take your client through each of these issues and get to the very, very best result that they can get to in the time frame that they've often been given by somebody else. Okay, so so in light of the the challenges you've raised around sort of the with the prevalence of social media and um, the related impact that can have that 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 can have on reputational harm, how are you sort of advising that that clients in the insurance space should be managing their risks going forward? So whether or not a regulator is involved, or if it's a pure civil matter, class action or otherwise, um, sometimes in the past, the defense was to sit back and, and wait for the plaintiffs to come to you or wait for the complainant to come to you. Now more and more, the, the advice is to get ahead of the issue. And particularly if a regulator is involved, more and more now, Lori and I are advocating with our clients that we should make proactive steps to reach out to our regulators and make sure that not only are they aware of the circumstances that they're going to hear about anyways, but this is your chance to advocate for your client and bring the regulator on board to your position so that the regulator can actually provide whatever assistance is within their jurisdiction in the appropriate circumstance. So, there, there's a hundred pieces of advice you could give here, Blair, but, but ultimately 
you want to demonstrate that you are in control of the situation, you are in control of the facts, and um, you believe that you have the solution and that you are bringing it to your regulator or you are bringing it to this, this group of aggrieved people um, so, that, so that it looks like you are, you are the people that, that have the solution that, that everyone should, should be wanting to accept. All right. Well, Lori, uh, Arthur, thanks very much for sharing those uh, market insights. And thanks to all of you for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes on the Toronto Business Insights podcast series, which you can find on our dentons.com podcast page. There you can access other episodes as well as descriptions for each of our topics and information on all of our speakers. Now, Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on this content. Please see dentons.com for legal notices. Thanks very much. Thank you.